Hey, and welcome to the Tequila Collective. Today on the show, we talk about where tequila comes from. You mean Mexico? Well, yes, but more specific than that. Oh, you mean that it comes from agave. Exactly. We also try for the first time on the show a Blanco, which I think you're really going to like, Jack. I'm excited. Let's talk tequila on the Tequila Collective. Hey, and welcome to the Tequila Collective. My name is Rob, and with me, as always, is my co-host and brother, Jack. Hello. What's going on, Jack? Not much. Just getting ready for some tequila. Yeah, it's going to be a fun one. Today on the show, we are talking about where tequila comes from. Mexico? Exactly. (laughs) But to be more specific, as our listeners may know by now, tequila comes from agave. And which agave is that, Jack? Blue Weber agave. Exactly. So I felt it was important now that we're a few episodes in, we we talk about specifically where tequila comes from, how it's made a little bit, and to get an understanding of what, how it's made, we need to start with what it's made from. And that obviously is Blue Weber agave. So I did a little research. Um, I have some information, but before we get into any of that information, do you have any, any questions about agave? Um I just, I just kind of want to know what what kind of plant agave is like classified under. Is it like a succulent or a cactus? Well, that's that's actually a good question and, and something that I found some more information about. I don't know the actual genus type classification scientific name. Science. Science, math, equations. That's my line. That's your line. <laughs> uh, but what I did find out from reading a few different articles and some different sources is that agave is not a cactus. It's not even closely related to cactus, surprisingly. Hmm. Um, What is kind of funny is it's more closely related to asparagus. Wow. (laughs) Which I thought was pretty funny. That is, I mean, if you've ever seen an agave like bloom or really create, like create it's like flower type thing or like it's like offspring, it looks like a giant asparagus. Yeah, and that's I guess that's that's why it's closely related because that's what happens. It it you're you're right when it gets to maturation. I think is how you pronounce the word. Is Machu Picchu? No, oh. not, not that. <laughs> uh, when it matures to its full extent, I think it's pronounced maturation. Um, it's maturing. It's mature. It's totally mature. It does grow like this big like. It's rod. ready to drink tequila. Yeah, it grows like this big rod out of the top, which actually resembles a giant asparagus. I wouldn't go with rod, but, you know. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. You get the idea. Yeah. Um, anyway, so something that I've always kind of been curious about is there's this plant that is in Mexico, and for some reason we call it Blue Weber Agave. And I never understood where the Weber came from. Carburetors. No. Oh. So <laughs> I... I uh, I found that it was given that name because the person who uh, basically started naming a bunch of different agave types was this German naturalist, of course, named Franz Weber. The Germans, and he started uh, he started classifying uh, different agave species around the turn of the 20th century, um, and that's obviously where the Blue Weber agave name came from, um, but. Blue Weber agave, it's indigenous to Mexico and southern, the southern United States, and obviously it thrives in that arid desert climate. So naturally, Mexico would be the best place for it uh, to grow. Does it do well at altitude, or is it more of like just like a, 
a desert basin type of plant. No, it does. It does do well um, in that climate as well. But I, I guess, I guess ultimately it does have to be relatively dry and arid compared to other places. So, so altitude in Mexico is probably a lot different than altitude in like Canada, for instance. Yeah, I guess that's true. So, I, I mean, I've never been to Jalisco. Hopefully we will be there after COVID. I plan on taking a trip. I'm going tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, you're not. But um, In my imagination. Well, that's nice. <laughs> Maybe if I drink enough tequila, yeah, I can get there. We'll get there. Right now. Yeah, we'll get there in our, in our drunken state. Um, but yeah, so ultimately I'd like to go to Jalisco and see, you know, the fields from what I've been told the fields of agave are endless and it's just absolutely beautiful. If you build it, they will come. Sure. Field of dreams. Yeah. Come on. Literally. <laughs> um, another interesting thing about agave is that it can live from, for 15 to 30 years. Damn. Which I guess compared to like trees, that's not a long time. But no, if, but that's but, really old but, asparagus. Yeah, but considering <laughs> it's it's related to asparagus, that is that's definitely an old plant. But you may have noticed in past episodes we say that the agave has been grown for six, seven, eight years before it's harvested for tequila. And the reason they do that is because the plant really hits uh, peak ripeness around that around year seven of growth so that's why uh the agave for most tequilas is going to be harvested around like year seven i mean i um, guess it's kind of like a, a grape vine you want to harvest you don't want to really use the grapes from a two to like four year old or like a one to three year old vine for wine because it's not mature enough yet. right right so similar concept i guess just with all the sugars and everything in the agave seven you know year seven is like peak ripeness. Um, and some of the reasons why blue Weber agave is used over other agaves, considering that there are hundreds of types of agaves available to use, and a lot of them are growing in Mexico. Um, the reason blue Weber, Weber agave is used is because it has a relatively fast growth time, which is kind of crazy to think like a plant that, that takes like seven to eight years to ripen is fast. Yeah. Um, it is sweeter than other varieties of agave, and it has a higher concentration of that natural sugar. Um, so those are some of the reasons why agave, Blue Weber agave specifically, is used for tequila. Um, but yeah, that that is some information about Blue Weber agave. Obviously, there's a lot of information about it that if you, the listener, feel too inclined to go and look things up. I, I encourage you to do that. Obviously, we're not going to be able to cover everything on the show. Um, but yeah, any other questions, Jack? Any well, other thoughts about agave or Blue Weber agave? You've heard of agave like syrup for sweetening things. Right. Do you know what kind of agave they use for that? Because if like Blue Weber is a sweeter, uh, you know, faster maturing agave, don't you think they would use that for like making their sweeteners because you want to I create guess. as much sweetener as possible as fast as possible, you know, get people fatter. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So that it would be interesting to know if that, if they use the same type of agave for like just a, a manufactured sweetener, if they're trying to get the sweetest agave for, you know, tequilas and Maybe. Other, other type of agave needs. Yeah. I mean, also part of the reason why blue Weber's blue Weber agave is used specifically is partly just because of the tradition. Um, I, I, from what I read, it sounded like when the Spaniards got to Mexico, they, 
um, they saw that the Blue Weber variety was the most abundant and easiest to, to cultivate. Um, and that's probably why it became the staple agave source for tequila. So there's obviously a, a ton of reasons. And like I said, we don't have the time or the resources to go go too deep into it, but I felt that this was important to cover just in the, just to give a basic groundwork as to why uh, Blue Weber agave is, is the agave used in the tequila. Um, yeah, and it doesn't, I just looked it up. It doesn't look like they're using Blue Weber for things like that. So maybe they reserve Blue Weber, Weber for... Well, the tequila industry, as you tequila. know, has like blown up in the last few years. And I, and I think... And this is something I want to cover in a future podcast, especially when it comes to celebrity tequilas. Uh, but because the tequila industry has had such a boom in recent years, it is getting harder and harder for um, agave growers to keep up with demand. But that's something we'll cover later. Um, anyway... I want to get to today's bottle of today, but before we do that, let's take a brief pause for one of our sponsors. Welcome back. So today, Jack, the bra the the bottle, the bottle. That I love a good I, bottle of tequila. The the bottle I brought to the table. That's a tongue twister. Mm -hmm. Not really. Is uh, tequila San Matias Tahona. Tahona. We all know what a oh a blanco. Yeah. So this is going to be our first blanco that we try on the show, and I'm pretty excited for this one. I'm excited too. We've only had reposados. Yeah. So since this is our first blanco, I figured I would uh, treat you to something nice. Mm. <laughs> um, I have opened this bottle, and and let me tell you, it is very good. And I've actually had a, a few requests for a review on this, so that's partly why we're getting to this bottle as well. We're already getting requests? Yeah, we are. We've, I've gotten a few. So. Wow, we're deep into this podcast world, I guess. Oh, yeah. So it was actually kind of nice to have that engagement, and uh, because some people asked to get a review, I figured, why not? And it's when you ask, we listen. Oh, yeah. Here at the Tequila Collective. Absolutely. So a couple things before we dive into this bottle. Um, San Matias, they're like an old-school distillery. Um, they've been around for 130 years, and they are... The reason they put out this line of uh, the Tahona tequila is because they are celebrating that 130 years according to the back of their bottle. Um, and they wanted to get back to the roots of tequila making. Um, so it's 100% artisanal small batch Blanco tequila. Um, and I think it is delicious. Um, there's a lot of really different notes that I think we're going to pick up today. Don't spoil it so, for me. So, you know, I like to have a blind, a blind review. Yeah. So let's, uh, so let's get into it. Do you want to do the honors? Yeah. Of the I'm, I'm always the opener. You... I love this cork noise. What's cool too. So Tahona, let, just to recap the Tahona is it's a big, it's a big stone, stone wheel basically. And like a, like a uh, mill stone. Right. And that's what's used once the agave is, uh, is harvested and, cut open and baked for several hours. I think on this particular bottle, they open it, for, or I'm sorry, they bake it for 48 hours 
in a brick oven. I've been baked um, longer than that. <laughs> I'm sure you have. <laughs> uh, what they do is they then take this big wheel, essentially, this big stone wheel, and they crush the fibers to extract the juice, which ultimately becomes the tequila. Um, and that's the very, that's the most traditional method to extracting the the agave juice to become tequila. Um, and what I like about this bottle, and we'll get more in detail once we do our rating, because obviously presentation is one of our, our criteria that we factor in. Um, but this bottle is really cool, but I like that the top is bigger than a normal top and it kind of resembles like a Tejono wheel in a sense, because um, it's like a really big, thick top, which is kind of cool. Anyway, I just want to mention that, but go ahead, Jack. Cool, Open here we it. go. Three, two, one. <laughs> nice. I just love that noise. I don't know why. Yeah, it's a good one. It's, Ooh, al it's always fun. That smell just hits you like immediately. Does it? Yeah. What are you smelling? Very citrus. Very citrusy. Damn it, <laughs> Christ! Always a lot. That's way too much. <laughs> you want to? <laughs> no, we'll just we'll. Uh, it's it gonna is. be a good Tuesday. It is what it is. That's probably too much for you. Yeah, that's okay. So let's. Uh... Oh yeah. Very citrusy. Lot, yeah, lot of citrus with a blanco. You, I know you've had a couple blancos before, but nothing, yeah, but nothing like, really good. Yeah, nothing that good. Nothing we've really like analyzed. With a blanco, remember it's going to be as close to the actual agave as possible. I'm getting deep, deep asparagus. No I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm getting a lot of citrus, a lot of There's, a lot of lime. Yeah, a lot of lime to it. I'm getting that. I'm lime. also getting like some uh, savory spice, like almost like a cardamom. I don't know if you know mm. what cardamom smells like. I don't really know what that smells I'm like. Getting like uh, like more of like a a spicy note to it. Hmm. I'm not. I'm not getting like a sweet note like we usually get with the reposados. I'm getting more of like a more of like an alcohol scent, whereas like the reposados smelled more sugary and more like a like a type of syrup. Yeah, I definitely get all the citrus that you're talking about. I get a little bit of that alcohol agave smell. I think I'm gonna have to pour some of this back in here because it's way too much. No, 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 you're no, not, no, 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 don't no. do that. No, okay. that's that's not. sacrilege. You yeah. just drink it all. No, all you, right. I mean, no, you're not just pouring it back in. Um. Anyway, do you want to hear what they say on the website about what give me, aromas? Give me one. Be? One more second here. Hmm. I'm getting a little bit of fruit in there too, like, like uh, almost like cherry. Interesting. So, according to the San Matias website, uh, the aroma you should be getting on the blanco is pure citrus. Okay. White flowers, which I don't know what white. I can see that. What white flowers smell like? Just yeah. Intense cooked agave and legumes. Oh. <laughs> and so then peanuts. And and then in the aftertaste, there is a presence of citrus blossoms and a hint of pink pepper is what it says. I, I, could, I could smell a peppery. That's probably what I'm more thinking of when I'm saying like spices. It yeah, smells that's peppery. probably what it is. So let's, Interesting. let's have a taste. Cheers. That's some good stuff. Yeah. I think I say that about everything because yeah. ooh, it does burn a little though. Well, it is a Blanco. So remember, it's going to be, it's going to be closer to the, closest to the agave of all the other different types of expressions. It doesn't, it doesn't burn like your mouth or in your throat, but then it, it just, burns it lights chest. those lungs up. You yeah, know, you just feel like all of a sudden your lungs are on fire. Yeah. But it's not, to me, it's not a bad burn at no, all. No, it, it's like a quick, 
you know, real fast. Yeah. Burn. For me, I get definitely get some citrus. You definitely get the agave. The cooked agave is probably is probably what you're tasting that you may not yet know. Um, is the I would assume the agave flavor is more in the the back of my palate, which is actually where I get a lot of the taste in this one. Yeah. With the couple reposados we had, that they like hit your tongue and it bursts when you when yeah. you hit your tongue. But this mm. one is more like a deeper palate sense. Yeah, definitely getting a lot on the back end. I I would agree with that. It's also a little sharper on the front. Yeah. With the reposados. That's probably going to be because of the the alcohol is more forward because yeah, of the blanco. That's, it that's exactly taken, it. It hasn't taken on any flavor of you know any barrel or anything like that because it's not aged. Um, um, if this is what all blancos tasted like, it's not. And drank like. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me get to that. If this is what they are all like, there would be a lot more tequila fans in the world. And I know I'm always impressed. It feels like in this show because I mean, well, I, I start. I come from nothing. Yeah, I'm just a. a a lowly, un, uneducated tequila drinker, but the this—I mean, this is really good. Yeah, I let's talk a little bit more about the flavor because I feel like that's like that's why people are listening. They want to know what kind of flavors we're picking up so that they know what to expect. I personally, I love this. I th even though, like you said, there is a little bit of that burn. It's a good like I'm drinking tequila burn, not like oh my god I just took a shot of tequila at the bar and this is disgusting burn. And it's really like the first two sips you feel it, and then, yeah, and then you know like third or fourth sip I'm already that that far into this. Yeah. It's it goes away. It's just like you get that first shock of burn, and then and because then you're, you don't you're back. Yeah, because you don't really get like a very forward alcohol flavor. You get it a little bit, but it's not that bad. Personally, I get a lot of a lot of citrus. I get a, a little bit of that earthy flavor kind of like a minerality in a sense um you know like when you drink like some fancy like mineral water i was just gonna say it's almost like an alkaline water yeah like i get a little bit of that i get the cooked agave um but i mean this is can all things considered for a blanco i think this is one of the better blancos i've had it's it's really smooth really easy to drink aside from that little back end burn which i kind of like um, and I, overall, I just think it's a really good Blanco. I think given the fact that they're emphasizing that they're taking a lot of care and making this a traditional way, um, I think that really, really shows. And I would definitely recommend if, if you're a more experienced tequila drinker, I think this is something that most tequila drinkers will like. Um, this is not something I would have the typical you know beginner I'm not, yeah the typical beginner I'm, i've only had a couple tequilas for you obviously your your experience level is not very i'm now a genius i don't know what you're talking <laughs> it's about. not very high yet but um i think this was just something really really good and worth exploring but as we said earlier this is not what every blanco was no it's gonna taste and this, like and this is uh you know it, it if you like gin it's very close to a is gin it? It it has that citrusy note to it that mm -hmm. gin has, and gin is very botanical and citrusy, obviously yeah. made with uh, you know whatever elder berries or whatever they're called, <laughs> um, and so it's very citrusy, and I like that. You know, we had we've had a, a few reposados, and they're very sweet, and I didn't really realize that until we've had this something a little sharper. Yeah, and I actually uh, I almost feel like I prefer this. Like it would be nice to drink this. Like if you're gonna drink a glass of tequila every night, which I probably wouldn't, but a lot of people do, um, if you drink something like this, 
which has, you know, more of like a, a sharper note to it, a more citrusy note to it, an earthier tone. Um, I would drink this three, four days a week and then maybe switch it up every now and then for something sweeter like Reposado. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. To me, this is to me, this is a great like summer drink. Definitely. Because you could I mean, I, I personally would not mix this particular Blanco into anything, even though you could if you wanted to. Yeah. Um to me, what would be perfect for this is like on a hot summer afternoon, maybe you throw it in with a few few ice cubes if that's what you like to do just to cool it down a little bit. Yeah. And that like you could just sip on this, maybe have like a you know, lime or lemon wheel on the side of your glass or something like that. Um, but you could sip on this all day long. It's very refreshing with the citrus, but you still get that agave flavor um, that's very present because it's a Blanco. And I think ultimately, um, this bottle isn't cheap, so it's some for a Blanco at least. So you want to enjoy the flavor that you're getting what's, from it. What's the the average price of this bottle? So to I the retail price I paid was fifty five dollars, and that's not Ooh, cheap for a Blanco. That's a pretty steep. But I think that's one of the most expensive bottles we've had in the show so far. So far, I think it actually is the most expensive. So that um, makes sense of why it's why it's so nice. <laughs> yeah. So you're definitely again. I've mentioned this in previous episodes. Just because it's expensive doesn't mean it's good, but this is one of the cases where you get what you pay for, and this is definitely a better better Blanco, in my opinion, compared to some other things that I think uh, are more, uh, you know, in the forefront of people's minds when yeah. they think about Blanco tequila. And does San Mateus, do they make a lower price range? Is this a higher, like a so a more exclusive bottle? Is that why it's a yeah, little better? Yeah, so the way I, the way I think, they're doing it is the Tahona line is like its own independent line. But San Matias is a, it's a, an old distillery. They've been around a long time and they actually make, and this is something we'll get to. They make an extra añejo that I think you can buy for around $40, which is the cheapest extra añejo I've ever seen. Um, and I have a bottle at home and it is very good considering it's $40. Um, so they do make other things. They make other things and obviously lower price points. But of the Tahona line, um, which again, it's a small batch artisanal type of tequila that I guess they're producing just as like celebration for, mm -hmm. you know, just all their their years of making tequila. Um, this is going to be the cheapest one. I've yet to get the Reposado or the Añejo, but those are two bottles. They're more expensive than the Blanco. I think they're like around like $75 to $100. Um, I could be mistaken, but they're definitely more expensive. But those are bottles that I definitely want to want to try because I love the Blanco so much. And are they making an extra Añejo of the uh, Tahona line or are they just going? Not that I know of. Añejo. Not that I know of, but you know, you never know. Maybe, maybe it's just... A couple years away from maturity still I guess needs to true. be aged before they release it. Um, it wasn't up until about like two months ago that I saw the the uh, Reposado and the Añejo anyway. So maybe they're just waiting for uh, those bottles or sorry, those barrels to uh, get sure. to maturity. Um, really quick before we move on, I just wanted to mention the, the tasting notes on according to their website. Um, incredibly sweet, which I is the first thing that it says, which I, that's funny. I'm not picking up a lot yeah, of sweetness. Yeah, I disagree with that. I don't think it is incredibly sweet, maybe in comparison to a Blanco, but because you've never really had Blanco's Jack, it's going to be hard for you to discern that for me. I don't really think it's that, that sweet. Um, but maybe in relation to other Blancos, I can see that. And then it says with flavorful mineral notes. 
So we were right on the minerality. Um, and it is smooth with no bitterness, which I agree with. It's yeah, very it's smooth. Not, it's not bitter. It's it's a nice smoothness with a little little bit of baby burn. Yeah. And then it says, which I kind of like this. I you don't really see it on the on the websites often, but it said food pairing, an extraordinary tequila designed to be sipped for its aromatic richness. I totally understand mm -hmm. that. Perfect for pairing with fresh cheese and fresh seafood. Wow. Which I could eat a wheel of <laughs> dipped shrimp cheese. That's that sounds good to me. Gross. <laughs> shrimp and cheese, that, or not? I mean, even seafood and seafood, cheese. Yeah. I don't know why I instantly go to shrimp. I'm like shrimp, sea. Oh yeah, whatever. Um, it's a little Robin Williams. <laughs> shrimp, shrimp and sea. What are, what are you gonna do? Um, but yeah, I mean, cheese sounds good. But I don't know if I want to drink. Well, maybe seafood. I don't know. Like some, I guess some ceviche might be good. I don't know if you oh, ever had yeah. ceviche. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. When, when I'm down in Mexico yeah. by the pool all day long. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's rate this baby. Let's give it a rating. And to remind you at home listening, or if you're not at home and you're in your car or something, just to remind you guys at home, uh, the rating system is zero through 10. Uh, we give zero through four points for smell or aroma, zero to four through I'm sorry, zero to four for taste or flavor, and then zero to two for the appearance or whether or not you would uh, recommend um, or presentation of the bottle. That the last two points are the most subject subjective uh, rate rating points of the scale. Um, so anyway, do you want to start? Or do you want me to start, Jeff? I'm going to start it off because I have a really uh, I just feel really nice about this bottle. The, I'm going to describe this bottle a little bit. It is a clear uh, bottle that is almost brick-like. It's got a, yeah. it's very short and wide, and it has. But it's not like the Don Julio bottle. No, it's I've not. Heard. It's not thick depth-wise. It's just. It's very like. It's wide and like kind of thin. Yeah. I would say it's probably like two and a half, three inches deep, which is kind of nice. Yeah, it's very like short and stout. Looks like it would go really nice on a shelf somewhere. Yeah. And then the label is actually on the back side of the bottle. And it is a Tahona stone, like sort of uh, crushing piñas, which is the heart of the agave, which is what they use to make tequila. And it's got a nice, the, the piñas are nice little turquoise drawings and the Tahona is a, a big gray stone and like, Almost like a little spa-like looking room. Yeah, it is kind of. It looks like you, you could get a massage in this room and then go into a bath or something. Yeah, and then when you look through the bottle, you see through the liquid. And yeah, it just gives it like a really nice appearance. So like it makes the label kind of kind of glow in a sense. Yeah, so really, and it wraps around too, so it really gives you a nice depth of, uh, it gives you a nice dimension and depth into the bottle. Um, I love the top, like you said, it's got a nice. Uh, birch top and as you guys might know I'm a woodworker so I can tell you that this is for sure birch and then that is actually engraved on the top with the San Matias Tahona logo which is really cool the only thing I don't like is that <laughs> is that. that it's the neck of the bottle is wrapped in like um, some that? kind of Bur twine like or it's burlap, burlap twine or like a hemp twine and I just think that's silly like it just looks <laughs> gross it's kind of cool that like when if you Poor tequila, the the bottle might drip a little at the at the. Well, that's spout. Like, it's definitely it definitely protects against that because I yeah. Hate when you have so that's like, that's kind of nice, but otherwise I hate it. It almost cheapens the look <laughs> of the bottle to me. Um, other than that, I love this bottle, and I would give it a, a one point seven, and wow. I would have given it like a one nine, but I'm taking it's point two <laughs> off of the rope. 
like why do we need to tie things around our bottles i don't really get it but it might be for the the little drip that happens when you when you pour which i guess is nice because everybody hates that drip yeah so 1.7 on the on i'm gonna give it a 1.7 for appearance i really love that label on the back and like you're staring into a scene you yeah know? it makes you feel like you're in in the world of san matias yeah um for aroma i really like this aroma i i really love citrus like orange juice is one of my favorite drinks ever i could drink orange juice all day and it's got that similar like fresh hit of citrus on the nose mm -hmm. um i really got i really can't complain about the scent and it really is an inviting scent into the into the sip and so i'd give it a three four okay for aroma um now for the taste what are you thinking it's got a great taste um i think i've become spoiled a little bit right by the reposados I do like the taste. I like the citrus notes. I like the earthy tones. I like. I actually like that little bit of mineral hit you get in the back of your mouth. Mm -hmm. The only thing I don't like is so much alcohol forward. Like the first thing that really hits your tongue is that amount of alcohol. Yeah. And uh, the burn actually doesn't even bother me. Like when it's like when once you swallow the liquid, the the burn is actually okay. But that hit of alcohol in the front it discourages me a little because. I would I would like to drink something like this often, but it is a little easier to drink something like a reposado. Yeah. And so I think just because of that, I would go like a three two. Okay. On on the the flavor, I'm okay. just not a huge like alcohol in the forefront kind of person. Yeah. You know? No, I hear you, and it's definitely since this is our first blanco and probably like the second blanco we've ever had, it, it is going to take a little bit of getting used to. Yeah. Um, especially since we've had reposados that tend to be on the sweeter side. I almost feel like next time I have a Blanco, I want to try something like terrible and <laughs> just like, <laughs> and see how I really well, feel you, about it. You well, know, you do have that, that Casamigos. <laughs> We're calling that. Oh no. Watch out George Clooney. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's not terrible. Shots fired. That's, it's not terrible, but it's not, it's, I don't think it's anything close to that, but Okay, so to recap, you got one point seven for the for the presentation. I love that label. Um, you got three four for the aroma. It smells good. And then you got three two for the flavors. So we're at three. I two, still feel like I'm judging too high. Plus three things. four. So we're at eight point three. Which yeah, that's honestly, pretty. That's a I lot think, lower than my Reposado scores. Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It, it, it just to I think give a little bit of clarification even though the the uh rating scale is out of 10 i think anything that's really over like 7.5 is a good is a good, good bottle yeah is a good is a worth is, is a bottle worth drinking um and that may sound you know kind of silly like 7.5 75% that's that's you know a solid c but I mean, if if you're getting you're getting C's, you're going to college. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Might be a community college, but, but you're going. <laughs> but you're going. Um, so I, I think yeah, anything over seventy seven point five is 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 a decent score. And then is once you get into like the the eight range, like that's something worth considering. And nine and, is like buy me now. Yeah. And anything above nine five is like this is my yeah. Bottle. You need to constantly have this in your in your you know cabinet, but. Um, you know, again, this it's so subjective. And with the Blancos, you're not used to the the forwardness of the alcohol and the sharpness of it, yeah. which I kind of expected. So I wouldn't be surprised if we revisited this bottle in like six months and your rating was higher. Like mm -hmm. I really wouldn't be surprised. Oh, okay. Um, 
so for me, I'm going to take another smell. I love this. I think like you can smell it when you open the bottle. Which well, that's what not, I said. When I popped it open, I was like, Ooh, I can already smell it. Yeah. Which is not always the case, but maybe it's because it's a bigger top. Um, maybe it just, it, you know, wafts more or something, but I love this. Uh, I love the smell of this. I think I, I love the citrus. I love the, the, uh, you know, floral type of notes that you get. Um, obviously there's going to be some earthiness too, but that, that citrus really hits you and it's very inviting. Um, and because of that, I would say out of four, I'm thinking like, oh, I'm thinking like a three, five is what comes to mind. Like, it's just, it, you smell it, especially for a Blanco and it's just so, it, it almost feels different in a sense. Like, I don't really know how to describe it, but compared to other Blancos that I've had, it, it is very citrusy and just really inviting and i and i think three five is a good score for that um flavor wise on the palate it, it's super smooth like now that that kind of burn feeling that you get even though i enjoy that it's it's totally dissipated now that i've had you know five or six sips of it um it's just so smooth the citrus really comes out but you get that agave um, the, I feel like there's a little bit of pepper, which that actually hits me first. So mm -hmm. it's the tip of my tongue. Is that like pepper? Maybe that's what I'm tasting. Not so much alcohol, but maybe it's kind of just sharp. Yeah. Peppery. Yeah. Now that I've had like five or six sips, like it's, I'm really not getting that alcohol. I'm getting more of the citrus, the pepper, the agave, the cooked agave. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting used to it a little bit more. Um, maybe it's opened up now that it's been in my glass for a little bit. Uh, but I'm really enjoying it. And because of that, I would say. You know, it's not the the only thing that I would give it a, a a downgrade for is the finish. I'm not too keen on the finish, um, just because what kind of lingers for me is like a peppery note, and that I don't really like. So, for the finish, I think I'm going to give it a three point three. But it's still like still it's really good. It's it's really good to drink. It's just the finish kind of kind of downgrades it just a tad for me. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to the appearance, the presentation of the bottle and everything, uh, I love this bottle. It's very unique on the shelf. It's because of that like brick-like glass bottle. It's very short and stout in a sense. Um, and if you're in a store and you see this, like you're going to, you're going to see it and, and immediately your eye is just drawn to it, which I like. I love how you described the the label and, and the scene that it sets, especially it is kind of spa like in a sense. Yeah, and I think funny. that that might be just the blue, um, coloring that they, that they use. Um, but I, I love the appearance. I think this is a great bottle. Again, it's not something I would recommend to a beginner tequila drinker, but if you, are into tequila and you especially like Blancos or maybe you don't like Blancos, but you, you want to try some more Blancos. Cause that's how I have been in the last few months. Like I've been getting into Blancos cause I looked in my, in my cabinet and I was like, I have like two bottles of Blanco. Like I need to get some more in here. Um, I would definitely recommend that this bottle. Yeah. Um, and because of that, I'm going to give it a one seven, uh, which I think is what you gave. Yep. That's yeah. what I said. So, let me just add up what we got here really quick. We got three five and three three and then one seven. So I'm at an eight five. Wow. Which honestly I'm a little surprised that it that I got it that high. Um, because like I said, I've more recently gotten more into Blancos, but they're not my favorite. Um, 
but this is a, this is just a solid bottle. Like you can't go wrong with this. Again, I think it'd be perfect on a summer day, just sipping it maybe over some ice with like a lime or lemon wheel, you know, just on the edge of your glass. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't need to mix it. That citrus is delicious. Um, but you also get a lot of that, that agave earthy, you know, really just traditional Blanco kind of flavor. Yeah. Um, so yeah, any, anything else you want to add before we wrap this episode up? I think you said it perfectly. If I was uh, sitting on a pool deck with a glass of this and a little bit of ice and some lemon and yeah, I think I'm, I think I'm good. Yeah. It's Great. a good bottle. Well, I'm glad we got to try it. Glad we got to introduce you to your first Blanco, Jack. Blanco. Yeah. So that's that, a bingo. So that was fun. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, to get in touch with us, follow us on Instagram. Uh, if you want to follow and see what we're doing, what we're trying, um, or if you want to leave us a comment, if you want to recommend anything that you'd like to have reviewed, please follow us on Instagram at the underscore tequila collective. Uh, and if you wouldn't mind, make sure to leave us a review wherever you are listening to our podcast. Five stars would be greatly appreciated. And we'll take five. We'll take five. Yeah. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Bye.